Matthew chapter 24. We're going back to that since our break. So let's go to verse number 15. I started reading this right before we quit, so we'll start back there again. I want to show you some things out of these little portions of Scripture. I believe you're going to find, if you'll look it up, you'll find that this portion we're just reading now is going to be in the last half of the tribulation hour. And I'll give you some reasons why that in just a little bit. But let's, let's look at it. In verse number 14 behind that, he says, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. So what I'm trying to say in verse number 14, they're sealing 144,000 Jews. Now for the first half of the tribulation, it's going to be peace declared. It's not going to be real peace. The Antichrist is, on, is ruled, and he don't have... He's the one that comes out on the white horse, six seal. He has a bow, but no arrows. And he's putting peace. So during the first half of the tribulation, it's going to be kind of peaceful. Now, a lot of people would differ with that, but you'll see it. And I'll show you in a little bit how that this is going to portray. But in verse twenty, in verse number fifteen, it says, "When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation, that's the Antichrist, who's going to take his." Now, this has come from Daniel. I'm not going to Daniel nine to tell you about it and show you. Right now, I'm just taking for granted you know that part uh, because it comes from Daniel. Daniel, remember Daniel when we were studying it. Daniel is written directly to the Jew. Daniel didn't know nothing about the Gentile except them being in his land. He didn't know nothing about the grace of God in that sense because, of course, they are saved by grace in the Old Testament. But he didn't know anything about the church when he wrote this about the abomination of desolation. And I'm pulling that from Daniel off of memory, but he, he said, When ye therefore shall see the, de the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Now, you know, we talked about the mercy seat last lesson, last Bible study. And uh, that is the holy place. That's where the holy place is. And the holiest of all. That's where God met His people. He said, Whoso readeth, let him understand. Now, verse 16. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. Now, that's an important key. I'm trying to tell you how that this is going to portray with the restoration of Israel. You're hearing people talk about things about it after they're going further into the tribulation and they get it all confused. If you don't get this thing fixed up, recognizing it and can tell the difference between the Jew, the Gentile, and the church, you're going to have a warped mind on prophecy. So some people are trying to put the Jew going through something uh, that he's not going through or putting the church in something it's not going through and uh, we get it all mixed up so we need to follow the scriptures just like it is the scriptures uh, wouldn't you like for you just pick it up like a book and take off Genesis 1 and it tell you every single step all the way through yeah. that's not the way God done it God said you learn here a little there a little 
comparing Scripture with Scripture, verse by verse, book by book. And God's showing you that every book does not uh, have a different view. They have the same view. It's just the way you uh, look at it, and I guess uh, accept it. But God's Word is of no private interpretation. God has given the same interpretation. He may say it in a different way, but it means the same. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. We're going to look at that. Sometimes he calls it something else. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Have you ever seen that and wondered what that was? You know what I've done? I've done that for years and years and years. And because I didn't know what it meant, I skipped it. What do you do when you don't know what it means? You skip it. And you come back to it when God gives you a, clean, a, a clearer view of it. And that's why I'm having to go back and pick up things that I preached years ago and I can add things to what I preached years ago because I understand it better today. And lots of times things... Because I have to grow in the grace of God. You do too. And you take a little baby. I mean, uh, I'm sure they'll love T-bone steak. But you, you'd kill them. If you give them T-bone, they can't chew it up. And I know some Christians, so-called been Christians for 50 years, and they still can't chew it. But uh, we have to take a little bit here and a little bit there. And if you keep studying the Word of God, that's why you can't just study a verse here and a verse there, a week here and a week there, and a day here and a day there. You have to make yourself into the Word of God constantly, completely, on a daily basis. And not just look at the Scriptures you know. You have to look at those you don't know. You said, well, what do I do with them? You just say, Lord, this has confused me. Hey, he'll, he'll, he'll love it better if you do that as he, uh, better than he would if you said, Lord, uh, thank you, and not even know what it means. I have to, I've got a lot of verses right now. I'm praying, Brother Tony, for God to show me what to mean. Amen. He ain't done it yet. He may not. Maybe I've got to cover some more ground to learn. There's some things in between. Every once in a while I hit a verse and I say, Ooh, now I know what that was or where I've been praying about. He puts it together. Now, look at this. Let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of the house. In other words, you ain't got no time. When you see the abomination of desolation in the, in the holy place, get out of here. Now, this is the Lord speaking. Yeah, who's got a red letter Bible? Are these red letters? Yes. This is the Lord Jesus speaking with authority. He's telling the Jews, He said, when you see the abomination of desolation, He's not here yet. He may be in work. I'm talking about the abomination. He may be on the earth. He might be favored to be here soon. But the church is going to be out of here before He's there. Now, you don't have to worry about this. I'm just telling you to how to explain to others, people that's not saved, you can tell them this is coming. And you, right now, I wouldn't want you to tell them if you don't know exactly how to explain that. Because the next thing you know, you'll be confused and they'll be confused and y'all walk down the 
rode together and you say, we had a Bible study, but I don't know what we found out. See, you've been there, haven't you? I've tried to tell people what I know about the Bible, and I went around and thought, I really didn't get that explained good. And uh, they're still trying to figure out where in the world I was coming from. I want them to know what I'm talking about. So, he says, neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. In other words, you're going to have to leave with nothing behind. I mean, nothing with you. You're going to have to leave everything behind. You can't take nothing. You ain't going to have time to go get anything. Now, this is important. I had never heard a preacher tell this. I had never heard this. God showed. I tell you what, I was over there shouting it out this week. Come up. It said, verse 19, And woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. Talking about women with children. In other words, it's going to be tough on them. And it says in verse 20, But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. Is that red-lettered? Yeah. Jesus said, But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter. Does Jesus not know? The Bible said, the, He don't know. Only the Father knoweth. Yeah. Right? So, these people trying to figure all this stuff out, and they can tell you to the right at the very time and hour and all that. They say, oh, preacher, we don't know the day and the hour, but we can tell the times and the seasons. No, you can't. Unless you're smarter than Jesus. Amen. And in that position of Jesus, he don't know that thing. Even though he's the son. Look at verse number 21. He said, For then shall the great tribulation... That's why I said we're at the light, in the middle half of the tribulation. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved, but for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Now, I hope I haven't confused you. When you see the abomination of desolation rise up in the holy place, get out of here. That's what he's telling those Jews that now he's brought back into the land. When he brings those Jews back in that land, now what's he going to do? He's going to judge them Jews. He's going to judge them. And he's talking about the Jewish nation. Some of them are going to qualify. Some are not. All right. We'll go from there. Let's go to, to uh, uh, well, let's go, to Mar- let's go to Hosea chapter 2. Hosea chapter 2. Giving you time to get there. Since I ain't there. That's all right. Isaiah, Hosea chapter 2 I want to look at verse number 14 and 15 Now we're going to tie these together And show you some things In Hosea chapter 2 verse 14 It says therefore Behold I will allure her And bring her into the wilderness And seek comfortably unto her Remember he says, you ain't got time to go back and get nothing? 
He's going to look at those Jews he's brought into that land. Some of them loves him. Well, no, some of them do love him because they got saved. Some of them are heathens he's brought back into the country. And that's why he's going to get them in the land so he can judge them all. God in the tribulation is doing one particular thing. That is to judge Israel and make them see that he is their Messiah that they have said, let his blood be on us and our children. Got it? Huh? On the earth. Yep. The kingdom is on the earth. Amen. Now that's another story we start talking about the new Jerusalem and all that. And I'll I'll answer quick questions off that. But we, that's another study. We have to study into this thing a little deeper and uh, take a different direction. We're dealing with the Jewish nation uh, today. But now... All this is not just for the Jew. God has told us the same thing in different verses. That He's going to take care of us. He's going to judge me and He's going to judge you. Judgment seat of Christ. God's going to judge uh, the saved. At the great white throne, He's going to judge the lost. Right? And we find a place, and we'll probably talk about it today if we get a chance. He's going to judge the nations. The, ju- the nations are going to be judged. Alright, in Hosea 2, 14, and now verse 15 said, And I will give her her vineyards. You see, in the millennium, the thousand year reign, they're going to plant vineyards. They'll sit under their own vine tree, uh, and they'll, they'll we'll, we'll give you a scripture in a minute. And I will give her her vineyards from thence and the valley of Achor for a door of hope. And she shall sing there as in the days of her youth and as in the day when she came up out of the land of Egypt. God said, just like I took you out of the land of Egypt, I'm going to bring you out of the ungodly world and put you in your place. Going back to your place. He's saying to them little Jews, I've done it once for you. I can do it again. Yeah. I said, what well, to go? I don't know how he's going to do it. But he says he's going to do it. Yeah. And when God says he's going to do it, I should just believe him and go on. Amen. God said, call upon my name. Believe me. Trust me. I'll give you eternal life. I should never doubt that. If I've called on him, that's my part. Right. Yeah. He'll do the rest of it. Yeah. Amen. Now, I don't mean that you can go out and live like anything. Somebody said, well, good, good, good. I'd do anything, go anywhere, do anything I'd like to do. That's not what God said. We're to follow his word. So God then said, this is your day of hope, Israel. You're going to make your choice. You see, when that abomination of desolation rises up and they see that Antichrist, there's some things he's going to do. He's going to say, look, you're going to have to take a mark. Them little Jews know that there's something strange about this fella. He's not, he's not the real Messiah. He's not the, he's not the king. He's not the one we're looking for because we're not take marks in our body. 
and then they're going to want him to fall down and worship him, and they they're going to realize it's not he's not it. They're not to take that mark. They know that that has that's not what's going to happen. So they've got to make a choice: Are you going to stay here with him, take the mark, or are you going to get out of here? It's hard for me to understand it. Have you ever heard a place called Petra? I've heard people talk about it. I don't see it in the scriptures. I mean, about the place Petra itself. But and I don't have to ask those questions. God just said, and that may be where He puts them. I don't worry He's going to put them. I don't know what God's going to do. But I'll give you some more scriptures in a minute. You'll see it. It makes it more clear as we keep reading them. There's more to it than just what I've said here. Let's look at Revelation chapter 12. We're going to go to chapter 12 twice. This morning, uh, it's it's very s- simple. I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip some of it and then we'll come back to it before we quit. In Revelation chapter twelve, we want to look at verse thirteen. I'm gonna come back and look at the earlier part of that in just a little bit. Revelation chapter twelve, verse thirteen. He said, and when the dragon, who in the world is a dragon? That's the Antichrist, the devil, Satan, Lucifer. Amen. I see all these people talk about the dragons. You ever wonder why they call him dragon? People like these dragons. Some of the world loves dragons. It's the occult. <laughs> and they get into that, and we're seeing a lot of that. And when the dragon saw that he was cast under the earth, this is Lucifer when he's cast out. We'll look at that in a little bit. He persecuted the woman. The woman is Israel. You might want to write that in. He persecuted a woman. Is that not what Satan's been doing all these times? He's been persecuting Israel. Right. Which brought forth the man-child. Now Mary brought forth the man-child, but he's not particularly talking about Mary in this particular place. Uh, he's talking about Israel has brought forth the man-child. Now who is the man-child? Christ. We'll see that earlier in the chapter. And he said in verse number 14, And to the woman, Israel, were given two wings of a great eagle. I heard a preacher preach one time that that's the United States of America that's going to come in and escort Israel out. Well, you can pick that if you want to, but I didn't see nothing about America or anything there. That's one of those things, if it don't say, I'll just leave it alone. It might be, I don't know. I ain't going to tell you that. You with me? But I'm saying, he says, a great eagle. That she might fly into the wilderness. It was them ravens that brought food over to Elijah. Were they America? (laughs) God used the animal kingdom, whatever he wants to do. Uh that she might fly into the wilderness. Do you see that? Fly into the wilderness. God's going to take them out. He said, when you see that over there, in Matthew, you see the abomination and desolation. It's time to get out of here now. You ain't got time to write a letter home and tell you, Mom and Daddy, you're leaving. you got to get. The only hope you have, Israel, the only hope you have is to leave this land. Get out of here. You see that? This seems odd and strange. That's why we don't preach it. Or I, I preach it, but that's why people are not preaching it. 
we've got all ourselves fixed up. You said, well, looks like this is a contradiction to God. No, it's not. He's trying to get every Jew back into that land and all the ungodly over there so he can judge them. Now, he can do it anywhere. He can just do it off the spot. But God wants them together to know that he is real. And it said, into her place where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time. Anybody want to guess at that? what that is? Three and a half years. A time is one, is a year, and, a, and times is uh, two, and a half time is, uh, well, time is two, that's three and a half time. From the face of the serpent. And the serpent cast out his mouth water as a flood after the woman. He's not going to give in easy. When them Jews take off, what happened in Israel, I mean in Egypt, when they left Egypt, see, you don't look at this in prophecy today. When they left Egypt, Pharaoh and his army chased them. And they went down to the Red Sea and God uh, beat them and they drowned it in the Red Sea. It's a, it's a repeat. God said, I've done it once, I'm going to do it again. This is plain as nose on your face. And I wouldn't listen to nobody else tell you anything else unless they can give you something to add to it. That he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. And the earth helped. Look at this. And the earth helped the woman. Got the great eagle and he's got, got uh, the earth. I don't know what that means. What God, Unless it's Petra where he's got a place for them to go. It don't have but one entrance. And it's easy to guard that one entrance. And it's a place that's self-sustained. You've heard a lot about that, you? Yes, Brother Tony. They say you can drop an atomic bomb around there. That's what they say. It wasn't affected. Yep. The place shoot out in the rock. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's an underground or inside, in the, inside a mountain of one entrance. And Anybody know anything about it much? I've studied a little bit about it. but They say pictures of it on TV. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. I don't know where that's the place. Don't don't don't, don't go out here and say preacher said to go into Petra. Well, I, huh? I don't know either. I don't know that. I'm just saying. God said I do know this. God said they're going to be kept. I'm going to take care of them. And the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon cast out of his mouth. When God says I'll take care of you, I will. It means it. And the dragon was wroth. He got mad with the woman, Israel, and went to make war with the remnant of her seed. The ones that wouldn't follow him. He's going to make war with them. Isn't that strange that the Lord's going to bring in the big battle and feed them to the birds? At the end of the 19th chapter. Does this make it clearer to you than what you know? Amen. He said, with the remnant of her seed. That's why I've been shouting all week. Which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Let's read that again. This is the Jewish remnant. This is the ones that's going to come through the tribulation. And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed. Which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. They're saved. That's what God wants the rest of the Jews of the world today to know that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. He's the Lord. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Uh, that may not excite you, but it's done a whole lot for me. Amen. So all that has not rebelled against God, God's going to protect. All that believe Him. It's not, not, isn't that what we do in the church day today? You've got to believe Jesus. You've got to accept Him. You've got to trust Him. And if you don't trust Him, you'll pay the consequence of going to hell. And that's what us preachers are preaching. It's supposed to be preaching. And, it, and God, don't, don't, God don't have no exceptions. He don't say it's going to be uh, baptism on top of <coughs> grace and faith. He don't say it's uh, good works above all that. You know, he just tells us it's by grace through faith. Plus nothing, minus nothing. If you fail to trust Him, you go to hell. If you trust, uh, if you trust Him, you go to heaven. And it's that way. And God don't cut no; He don't slice nothing different from Genesis to Revelation. It looks like the Jews have done what they've done, and God put them on the sideline, and they're through. A lot of people tell you that God is through with the Jew today. Have you ever heard that? Mm-hmm. Then they okay come back with another rotten doctrine, and they say that we have taken the place of the Jew. And that's rotten to the core too. They've been put on the sideline and we've been put on the main line, but we got our graft in the 10th chapter of Romans uh, off the Jew. Yeah. We've been grafted on to the Jewish line. Boy, that don't mean I'm a Jew. No. I'm still a full-blooded Gentile. Saved, of course. Makes a difference. <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've got the blood applied, so I belong to Him. He belongs to me, and that's a, that's a real blessing to know all that. Now, I'll tell you one thing: you can count on it. I've said it three or four times. I'm not senile. I just know that uh, you have to repeat the Baptist. <laughs> How many of y'all learned uh, the ABCs the first time you ever heard them? I know you did, Tony. No, I, I, I still can't get them all. <laughs> you didn't learn your multiplication tables the first day you heard them and went home and told them, Mom and Daddy, did you? Had to work them. So I preach and, and uh, I preach things, and then three months later, somebody asked me a question. I said, You must not have been out done preached that before. Used to. If I preached it one time, I'd never preach it again. And I thought everybody knowed it, but then. Congregation changes. And I found out one thing. I, I know one thing today and I get up tomorrow and I don't even remember it. <laughs> See, I'm sitting here at the end of the table today. You asked me what I preached two weeks ago on a Wednesday night. I don't know what in the world I preached. Matter of fact, it's, I, I'd tell you a little bit about what Wednesday night was because it's just been short. But another night, I, I might not know, you know, and I can't. Even, and sometimes I look at notes I've got in my Bible, and I said, "Lord, have mercy, them pretty good notes." I don't ever remember preaching that. But if it's wrote down in my Bible, I preached it. You've been that way every time. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one. But so, huh? I want to ask. You All right, please. hold on. Please. All right. I was sitting here thinking a while ago about them that was on the the house talk. Yeah. 
when they come down. What? Which we probably won't know the answer other than that abomination to desolation. But you think about it, something's going to be taking place that's so horrible. They ain't going to run the bank and say, I'm going to cash in my 401ks. They're going to flee. Okay. I mean, they're out of here. And uh, it's amazing to me. But, but our minds can't grasp that just like that mark of the beast. Yeah. I, I thought for years, how are they going? Are they going to tie people down and put the mark on them? But then I've come to realize since COVID, they'll stand in line. There you go. They'll stand in line. <laughs> and I'll tell you what. They'll wait in line in automobiles. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all just well, that's not, that's not the only thing that they'll see them Jews going to go. They have been taught since day one the one thing a Jew knows he may not follow it he may not accept it he may not like it just like church folks don't like a lot of things God said you've got to do we do it our way but the Jew knows one thing thou shalt have no other images before me and that Antichrist is going to put that image uh, he's got and he's going to say fall down and worship this image and if you don't fall down and worship that image, you're going to have to take the mark of the beast because yeah. that's, that's what they're going to And them Jews know that God is to be number one and He's not going to have an image. God says you can't make an image unto him. Right. reason is because nobody knows what God looks like. If you make anything, it's going to be according to what you think or what somebody else thinks. So them Jews are going to say, a mark, an image, and they're going to say, Whoa, there's something, there's something not right here. Yeah. And the Jews that know anything about the Old Testament is going to make his choice right then. I'm not taking that mark. I'm fleeing. I'm getting out of here. Amen. And then it says it come off the housetops. I'll throw this in. This is extra, but that housetop in, in Bible days, in Christ's day, they had their little places. You remember, Peter went up on the housetop yeah. Yeah. to pray. Yeah. That was their little porch. Yeah. They'd go up on the housetops. While I was over there, their houses were flat. They would go up. That was their front porch. Mm-hmm. And that was the place they sat and relaxed. You know, and had those things. So the Bible said, coming out, get out of here. Quit re- you can't rest no more. you got to get out of here now. Because he's going to come after you like a flood. He's going to chase you. But you got to get in the wilderness. You ever wondered about? It? See, I always thought he'd just come down, take care of business, wipe it all out, and then sit on the throne and take it over. But you're seeing today that he's mentioned this business about the wilderness several times. Yes, sir. Yes. And I'm just giving you a portion of them. You go about look it up in concordance and see. And I challenge you to read, study it. If you can make sense out of what I've got said to you today, take it. But if you can't make sense out of it, get you something else to go with it. Give me something and come back and tell me. I've done shout it off of this. Uh, when God give them to me and I shout off of them, I know I must be on a pretty, pretty right road with that. Yes, sir. Amen. Because it's the witness of the Spirit that does it. Uh, there's a lot of things I say sometimes I don't feel the witness of the Spirit, and I have to I refrain myself from that. Maybe I don't know the fullness of it, and I don't this. I don't claim to to know, but I do know that some of this is going to happen. Uh, you can mark her down. God's promises will not and cannot ever 
be broken. Amen. Amen. It may be after I'm coming gone, after you're coming gone, but it's going to take place. Ever promise of it? What promise has God made you yet and kept? <laughs> some, uh, you said, he's, he's some, he, uh, he ain't given me a few things I've asked for. I didn't ask you that. How many, how many things he promised you he ain't give you yet? You said, new body. Wait. <laughs> Do you want it today? We can help you. We can pray. <laughs> understand? Because uh, that comes when we're gone. So, you understand what I'm saying? And uh, I, I just enjoy the word. All right. Let's go back to, we was at this place once before. Let's go back to Exodus, please. Exodus chapter 20. And I pray that the Lord might show us a little something there. In Exodus chapter number 20. And uh, we'll give God the glory again. And this is just a continuation of where we were. And I, I took my uh, a reason to do this is just to, just to prove uh, and say right on what we're going to do. In uh, Exodus 20 and verse number, well, let's start back to verse 33 since we read that a while ago. And you'll see it all together in the context. I won't take it out of context. The Bible's, do I? Exodus 20, verse 33. Ezekiel. You're talking about Ezekiel? What did I say? Exodus. Ezekiel. <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't even catch that. I thought I got here real late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tony said he thought he done got here real late. <laughs> We'd done been to Exodus and over to Ezekiel, and he, he just has got here. Excuse me, I didn't mean to do that. Ezekiel chapter 20 and verse 33. As many times as I said that and I still didn't catch it. But Ezekiel chapter number 20 and verse 33 says, As I live, which will always be, won't it? Yes, saith the Lord God, surely with a mighty hand and with an outstretched arm, or with a stretched out arm, and with fury poured out, I will rule over you. I'm a coming. I'm going to rule over you. I'm going to stretch out my arm and I'm going to use my mighty hand on you. And I will bring you out from the people. That's the world. The heathen. Not only just the Jews, but every person on the earth. And I will gather you out of the countries wherein ye are scattered with a mighty hand and with a stretched out arm and with fury poured out. Now verse 35, I want to go on to verse 38. And I will bring you into the what's that? Wilderness. Wilderness of the people. And there will I plead with you face to face. That's what I'm saying a while ago. He's going to say to them when they see that desolation uh, you know, abomination of desolation with him sitting in the temple that's when the Lord's going to, he's done pleading it. Matthew 24. He's pleading with them there. He says, and there will I plead with you, how? Face to face. Like as I pleaded with your fathers in the wilderness. That's Egypt now. Of the land of Egypt, so will I plead with you, saith the Lord God. And I will cause you to pass under the rod. What did Moses use? 
used a rod. rod yeah. The Lord's going to use a rod. And I will bring you into the land or into the uh, bond of the covenant. Now there's two things. You, it could be the Word of God God uses here or He can use the Antichrist as the rod because they're fixing to chase Him. We just read that a while ago, right? Yeah, right. But either way, He's going to bring judgment. God, whatever God uses. You see, you put it either one. You, I, I'm not going to, I wouldn't argue with you taking either one of these. But he's, I'm saying to you, he's going to use that. And I will purge out from among you the rebels. The rebels. What's a rebel? Those who argue and are against God. Our churches are filled with those. Oh, yeah. And them that transgress against me, those who sin against me, I will bring them forth out of the country where they sojourn, and they shall not enter into the land of Israel, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. God don't put them, He's going to take them and protect them. Now what's God say to them Israelites? You trust me. Can you imagine some of them going to say, we can't take no food with us. We can't. All we got is a clothes on our back. All we got is what we got, and we can't go back and get it. He said, all you got to do is trust me. Your hope is in me. Amen. And I'll feed you. Amen. Did God feed them in the wilderness? Sure. He fed them with, with manna. Amen. Angels' food. <laughs> and they got to. You, you, God can give you the best He's got in the world, and give yourself a few years, and I'll guarantee you, you'll despise it. They did. Yeah. That's where we are in the day of grace. Yes, People, sir. they've turned God off a long time ago. Yes, they don't like His standards. They don't like His ways. They think God is a so foreign God. They think God wants us to have a bad time. He just don't want us to have no fun. Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard that? Yeah. yeah. Don't let me drink. Don't let me cuss. He don't want... Sure, God wants you to take... He wants to take care of you. Amen. Even because we got, ain't got sense enough to know that that hurts us. God does. Well, I got to preaching. Let's get back on. He said, I will, uh, he said, I will bring them in the middle of verse 38, them forth out of the country where they sojourn, and they shall not enter into the land of Israel, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Does that shed a little light on it? Yes. Mm -hmm. Amen. Now, Israel is called Israel. Israel, actually, his original name is Jacob. Yeah. One thing, I'm just going to throw this in. This is not even on our lesson today, but God calls, calls them Jacob when they go wrong. He calls them Israel when they're right. Just keep that in mind. Amen. Well, we'll just look at something else. Let's look at the same principle. The Word of God says, I'm trying to think, so Matthew, I, I look it up on the computer here and tell you what it is. But what, do you remember the Scripture when God said that we were to forsake father and mother? 
brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. And on down, he says this. He says, and houses and lands. Uh Yeah, everything. Now, that's what we as God's people, God's children, and His church today in this day of grace. That wasn't to the Jew, that's to you and me. God said, you're to get rid of anything in your life that will take you away from God's very presence. Remember I preached uh, Sunday before what God wants us to do and what we're going to do in eternity is we're going to love God like we've never loved God. And when we get to heaven, it's not brothers and sisters and mothers and daddies and husbands and wives that's going to entertain us in glory. It's going to be the righteousness and the godness and I'm going to love God like I've never loved Him. And He can't love me anymore. He loves me. Thank God for that. Amen. And that's all we got. And all day long, amen, which is one long day, we're going to just love Him and love Him. Somebody said, won't that get old? No. 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 Amen. For eternity, I'm going to think about reaching down in the pits. What you say? What you say? What'd you do? All I've done is just give him an old sinner. He's done the rest of it for me. And I'm said, I'm like the roadrunner. I'm gone. All over glory. Amen. Amen. I just that's, I throw that in. That ain't Bible. But I'm saying to you, that's what our life is going to be. I keep saying that. So I said, husbands and wives. Yeah. Well, can't wait to get to heaven to see my wife or see my husband. Oh no, they didn't save me. I, and I, Amen. I I shout with everybody over in glory. Hey, you said let look over yonder. That old fella hated me. I didn't care too much for him either. <laughs> amen. Well, you won't even think about that in glory. Praise God. Hey, amen. The bad thing I'm gonna have, I believe. Of course, I don't believe God will let that come to our knowledge, but. This is the thing I've thought about. What about the loved ones I've preached to and talked to and witnessed to and lived in front of and they didn't give their heart and life to Jesus and they're not in glory? I don't believe God will let us know that. You may. You may think so. But heaven wouldn't be heaven, would it? No, sir. Anybody want to comment there? Yeah, I do. Yeah. (laughs) That same scripture was brought up to me this week from a girl in our church that you forsake your mother and your father. Yes. Did you find it down there? I thought it was Matthew. I, I told her God wants to be first in our life. That's it. He's going to be. You, until you learn to really fall in love with God, you'll never know what love is. That's right. Life ain't even worth living if you ain't. Oh, That's right. There ain't no life there. Boy, I'm telling you what, preacher. Yep. To fall in love with him, it changes everything. It does. And uh, it ain't boring to me. I'm telling you. Thank God he loved us. Mm-hmm. Can I add to that? Yeah. I think there's a there's a beauty in the, the new covenant church. Yeah. That because it, it goes on in the scripture and says that those things are already multiplied to you in Hebrews. I'm, my home is to show hospitality. I don't. I didn't bring anything to this world. I'm not taking anything out. So I'm gonna live, understanding that 
I don't need to shoot someone who's coming into my house. I'm actually give them what they need. And if you're a brother or sister in Christ, I'm even show love more so to the household of faith. All right. So my home's your home. That's right. If you lack something, because it isn't my home. It's we're, we're all part of the body of Christ. All right. And I, and I think that's the even more beautiful picture left is a remnant. Right. We are hands right. and feet of Christ. Right. 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 That we don't need to hold on. So a missionary can go be a missionary going to anywhere where you move in this world, you're gonna there's a sister, there's a brother. I mean it's we've all got the same last name now. I mean it's sure so it doesn't matter where we are in this world, God is going to care for us because we are all in that That's right. family That's right. together. So we didn't lose. We actually got a whole new Amen. We have a global family. Amen. That's right. Of the church. That's what brings back think about this on top of that is the Lord, I hear people say, I, I, I would love to be close to the Lord, but I can't. I just can't see giving up all this and giving mm-hmm. up all that. And I just can't give that. Well, you don't give up nothing for Christ. Amen. You can't. Amen, brother. Amen. Amen. He said, you know, you get the place. He won't you cloak? You give me overcoat too, yeah. don't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a something. It, I mean, you look at. I don't know any any other thing you can do in this world have as much fun and and enjoyment, out, and I'm talking about down on the inside, Amen. than what we have just right here. Sitting right. here talking about right. things right. of God, Amen. looking at it. Right. So what's heaven going to be? It's got to be a lot better than what we got right here. <laughs> yeah. And this is pretty good to me. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, that's what the world's trying to have now. They want a utopia to bring in everything better. They're trying to get it ready for the Lord. That's what yeah. they're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. But they ain't even better. No. <laughs> I had a deacon one time. He said to me, he was on a job, and he said... Uh, I, we was talking about the coming of the Lord, and we was talking about the different avenues people were thinking about it. And he said, "Well, here's what's going to happen." He said, "We're going to keep on going and keep on going," and said, "We're going to get better and better and better, and the world's going to get better and better and better, and then just a utopia is going to take over." And he's dead now. I wish I could get him back today and tell you what he thinks. It ain't got better, has it? <laughs> no. He said he'll act worse and worse. It ain't gonna get better. No. But when Jesus comes. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And that's what he's doing. So we'll move just a little bit further on this and time to, huh? time to go again. Uh, <laughs>